to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Ozzy, Butch, what a nice surprise. Forgive me for not coming sooner. The place looks marvelous. <laughs> Wouldn't you say so, Butch? Yeah, the place looks great. Just remember, penguins eat fish. I'll settle for the cash. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we're back after our summer hiatus. Yay! Gotham's back. The Mad City is back. We're here, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com on Tuesday night, the night after Gotham airs, with our lovely chatters. Right now we have Marshall and Bobby in there, but we're hoping to be joined by some others Absolutely. as we move forward. So, Anne-Marie, how was your summer break? What is a break? How was your summer break from Gotham? That was good. 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 Lots of stuff. One thing that I will mention, and uh, this is uh, the last episode back, episode 81 on our Legends of Gotham feed. We did the first live episode from Tampa Bay Comic Con. That was so amazing. Oh, it was. Hey, and speaking of uh, Tampa Bay Comic Con, uh, some people that we met just joined the chat room. Oh, uh, the the wonderful Fish Mooney and Penguin cosplayers. Yep. Casa uh, Commotion. Casa Commotion, who got to hang out with Robin Lord Taylor, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah, we will. I No, but it was a good time. We had Bobby, uh, who you know from her voice mail section on the panel and it was a really good time i hopefully some of you listening caught us there and come welcome came and uh checked out the show and everything but i you know before we get too in depth into talking about last night's episode i better terrain in hell i we do have a very special voicemail from a great friend of the show also an executive producer on gotham you know Uh, no biggie yeah, uh, <laughs> Mr. John Stevens. So, John, why don't you take it away with three se- teases for season three? Take it away, John. Ooh. Hi, this is John Stevens. I'm an executive producer at Gotham. Hey. And um, we have a lot happening in season three. We have the Court of Owls coming to bear on Gotham City, and their actions will have incredible impact upon all of our characters. Um, we have... The Mad Hatter coming to town, um, who's searching for his lost sister, who um, will be carrying with her a sort of curse that will Ooh. affect all of our characters. We have Jim Gordon dealing with um, the love of his life, having been taken away from him, um, and he's no longer a part of the GCPD. And we have a new um, Poison Ivy, who will also be... Um, uh, turning our characters' lives upside down. Uh, I think it's going to be a great season, and I hope everybody enjoys it. Thanks a lot. Thank you very Woo-hoo! much, John. It's always Thank great you, to hear from John Stevens. Unfortunately, we weren't able to have a, have a phone interview with him. Just ran out of time. But oh, ho- yeah. hopefully we'll be able to get him on maybe a little later this season for a quick one-on-one uh, kind of talk sesh. But those were, were some good teasers. Like I, I like didn't it. know anything about the That's curse like, with the yes! sister and stuff. I love a good curse. Yeah, definitely. So a little spoilers, but it's from the executive Curses. producer, so it's all right. Uh, but uh, so, okay, Emery, how yeah. do we do this? You how know do what we, we do. What do we do here? Hold on. Gotham. Got ham. Got ham. Got ham. Ha, 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 ha. No, we talk about <laughs> uh, the, the episode in general, and we start with a riddling, rhyming episode summary. So why don't you do that, and then we'll talk about the episode. Okie dokie. What does Jim do when Leslie is taken? He hunts the monsters, Hugo awakened. How will the board take the Wayne ultimatum? It's not like they didn't already hate him. Can Oswald find fish? He offers cash. Did Tabby turn Butch's heart into mash? Mm-hmm. Will Mooney's power destroy her every cell? All of Gotham knows it's better to rain in hell. <laughs> better to rain in hell. <laughs> wow. That's awful. But what did you think of the episode? Are you saying the episode was awful, Amber? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Whatever that cackle thing oh, is. So what did you think about the episode? Real quick. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. You liked it? Liked it. I uh, Definitely. Me too. Like, uh, Well, last season, I thought the premiere felt like we're setting up the main conflict. Flick, we're setting up this A plot line with Theo Gallivan and right. everything. This felt like it was just boom everywhere. Yeah. Like, dangers coming from all sides, and we have to show you everything, all like 20 facets of Gotham right now, so you understand what's coming. Well, and I think we just left in such a world of flux. Mm-hmm. Like... 
big kabooms basically at the end of season two and it's like okay where do we pick up from that yeah <laughs> like where do we go now and so we had to pick up first all- off we'll flash forward six months no we <laughs> we take a leisurely walk with bubbles in the sky mm-hmm. and then we flash forward and six then months. flash forward six months totally but okay i you know speaking of that guy who was walking through the bubbles i wanted the first thing i want to talk about tonight is batman sans tights aka jimmy gordon Uh, Now, I I was thinking about this during the entire episode last night, and I think it had something because Ben McKenzie did an AMA on Reddit yesterday, uh, the day of the premiere, and I was reading through it, and he he said that the way the show was pitched to him was Jim Gordon as Batman sans tights, and I could totally see that. As they were going through the episode last mm-hmm. night, you know, he re- really has become Batman without the costume. Right. Uh, sure, he's a bit of a drinker and he has some emotional problems and stuff. But yeah, besides, who doesn't in Gotham? Besides that, he's bats all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's basically, you know, he's a vigilante in Gotham tracking down monsters the GCPD can't handle on their own, saving the city while making the police look bad to the press in the process. Yeah. Which there I mean, yep. yeah, that's the definition of Batman right uh-huh. there. So, so he's kind of fallen into this this bat vibe if if you will vibing okay so Mm -hmm. i was thinking about jim in these terms and on my second watch through last night i I developed a crazy theory i know you're shocked i know you know the man and his crazy theories i don't know man okay so uh, if you missed it over the summer ben mckenzie was talking at comic-con and he said that uh jim gordon will become an iconic character known to batman fans throughout the course of this season and we were speculating, you know, maybe it's the gray ghost, maybe it's this, maybe, maybe it's Maybe he'll that. just grow the mustache. Maybe he'll just grow the mustache. <laughs> uh, finally, we get the mustache's origin story. He forgot <laughs> to shave, and for some reason, he only grows hair right here right on his here. upper lip. Uh, no, but uh, I really think he might become literally Batman this season. With tights. Possibly. I, the, the thing that got me thinking this is in last night's episode, in Better, Ra- Better Terrain in Hell... Uh, Valerie Vale takes a picture of him while he's fighting with that awesome man bat -bat. monster guy, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the window and stuff. And I think that that photo she took of him is that they kind of teased in the montage right before Bruce gets captured. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think it's going to uh, come out in the press and he's going to become sort of a a folk hero for Gothamites, Mm -hmm. mainly because he's been so effective against the monster. She's going to write a big expose the real hero for Gotham City, and that photo will be there. And, you know, this piece and that piece will coalesce. And, you know, he'll become this folk hero. Maybe they'll even start calling him Batman because he was in the picture with, with the, the bat. bat. Oh. Yeah, so okay. I, I'm thinking, you know, maybe that, that kind of tease that Ben McKenzie gave at Comic-Con. Maybe Jim Gordon it. is literally going to become Batman this season. Ooh, that's which, fun. Which is nothing I ever would have guessed before last night's episode. But it seems like it all totally, the pieces it, are there. It's all pointing there. It could, it could definitely fall into place. I like it. Uh, for sure. Uh, but, you know, and, enough about bats. We have a lot of animals to talk about this is the animal themed episode of legends of gotham uh we, we've talked bats we're going to talk penguins in a bit uh we will probably talk some cats but right now amory what did you want to talk about you wanted to talk about a very specific animal who has been mostly gone in season two hi fishy 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 <laughs> fish mooney bitch fish okay fish mooney, fish bitch mooney bitch is bitch. the character hashtag fish mooney bitch um okay fish mooney's a very smart woman She's very business-oriented. She knows how to get her way, all of that. How in the world did she know that she needed this one specific immunosuppressant medication that is only sold at three pharmacies to help with the adverse reactions to her powers? She's Dr. Fish Mooney, bitch. Uh, apparently, she is Dr. Fish Mooney, bitch, MD. Like, I don't understand. Like, I get she wasn't awake long enough before the breakout mm-hmm. to have, like, seen them giving her the suppressant or anything. So that really confused me a little. Yeah, but... well, I mean, she's had six months to maybe go see a doctor. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's going to go, excuse me, touch. <laughs> I need you to tell me what's wrong with me. Ow. I just used a magical <laughs> power. Ow. So that's a little, little strange to mm-hmm. me. Um, 
you know, she's smart, but I don't see her being that type of smart unless it's a part of her cuttlefish power. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's another one of the monsters who can, I don't know, do stuff like that. Yeah, I, I did like the aspect of the character that, you know, when she's talking to Peabody and everything, Miss Peabody is like, if you stop using your power, you'll, you'll be, be OK. Yeah. And she was like, no, I, I can't let go of this power that I have because fish is definitely the type of character. We saw this in season one, too. Mm-hmm. That once she has power, she wants to keep hold of it and get and more. She wants more. Uh, that's why penguin she, is very similar to that as well. Definitely. But, that's you know, why they got along. So he well. learned from the fish Mooney bitch. Definitely, definitely. Oh, and a tensor guy over in the chat room says that uh, fish Mooney just looked it up on Web WebMD. You Duh. know what? That totally makes sense. WebMD. Definitely all over it. WebDC maybe. <laughs> WebMD DC. Speaking of, speaking of DC, speaking uh, of. fun fact, uh, keep an eye out. I don't know if they're going to announce it on the show, but if you watch DC All Access oh, on yeah. YouTube, I won a bat phone from you them. literally won a bat leaving phone. a comment a couple months back. I got the email last night. They've shipped it out today. So I'm getting an Android bat phone with a VR helmet and all this. All sort sorts of, of craziness. Crazy. I'm probably going to sell it. Uh, but uh, if, anyone, if anyone out there wants to buy it, I'd be happy to sell it to a Legends of Gotham listener. Oh, also over in the chat room, Bobby says, uh, in reference to Valerie Vale's photo of the Batman, mm-hmm. uh, Ben McKenzie, Jim Gordon, why else would they show that photo? Great theory. Bill. Exactly. Why else would there be a monster that's a bat? Mm-hmm. Definitely. definitely. Oh, and cause a commotion in the chat room uh, is laughing totally. out loud at the webmd reference oh totally okay so we've talked fish mm-hmm. we've talked bat mm-hmm. we're gonna talk cat mm-hmm. now we got to talk about penguin okay i want to talk a little bit about all oswald's altruism in this mm-hmm. episode okay it, it kind of struck me uh, while penguin you know in this season he's just as dastardly as we've seen him before you know he pops of a course. guy in the head he, once he realizes he's like oh man He's not exactly warm and cuddly, but... He's never been warm and cuddly. He also did a few things in this episode, which I thought were rather altruistic for Penguin, oh. even if some of them were also self-serving. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, first off, uh, there was sort of like a white hat hacker Penguin going on here with the GCPD and okay. Fish Mooney. Mm. Uh, his approach to the Fish Mooney problem uh, reminds me a lot of a white hat hacker, which is a hacker who does bad things for, for good, good reasons. Uh, you know, where a black hat hacker will steal your credit card number and your Gmail account. A white hat hacker will go in there and find out that your Gmail account or your credit card number has been hacked and will help you secure it. Oh, well, thank Uh, you, white hat hacker. Or uh, that's in the best case scenario. The worst case scenario, they'll hack into university servers and uh, just get some information just because they want to know. Yep. Uh, I want to know. But it, this is a very uh, common technique among white hat hackers. He he gives the cops uh, the information uh, co- of the exploit confidentially, uh, mm-hmm. the exploit being fish, mm-hmm. so they can act on it. You know, he just tells them in confidence. Go after then, fish. And then you better go do it. And if they don't do it. He calls you out. Yeah, it, he'll give them time to act. And then when you don't do what he wanted you to do he'll tell everybody uh that you had the information so you have to act on it and you look really bad for uh, not acting on it you know uh white hackers do this all the time with security vulnerabilities like they'll find a an iphone exploit then they'll contact apple about it give them like six months if they don't contact them they'll put up a blog post saying we told apple six months ago they didn't do crap about it Here's and the here, here's the exploit. You're going to get hacked unless Apple fixes it right now. Right. Kind of to force their hand. Good. And, uh, you know, he, he tells them this uh, because he's afraid of fish and what she might want with him and why she left him alive and everything. That but, is a good question. But it, at the same time, it happens to be for the benefit of Gotham because obviously Fish Mooney being out there isn't for the benefit of Gotham. Her right. being behind bars or dead or whatever – Chopped up into little pieces is probably the best way for her. So it's one case of him being selfish, uh, but it working out for the greater good. Uh Another thing I saw in this episode was him visiting Ed in Arkham all these months. Wasn't that precious? You know, while uh, it's implied through the dialogue and everything that he's done many kind things for Ed over these months. He sent him biscuits. He's visited him a lot, given him gifts. I think the main reason he's visiting Ed mm-hmm. is because he knows that he helped enable Ed's villainous behavior, his mm-hmm. his bad side, bad Ed, Riddler Ed, uh, which ultimately uh, that side of Ed is what landed him in Arkham right. and has him behind bars right now. So I feel like he's visiting Ed 
Well, one is a sounding board, but two to absolve him of his guilt for Ed being there, right? And may, maybe, maybe to kind of shore up a partnership once Ed does get. Out. I think it's more. It might be a little bit more that it's almost to protect himself mm-hmm. later, because dude, Ed went from like zero to crazy powerful <laughs> mm-hmm. in a hot second. However, still in Arkham, so he needs to figure out a way. Out I, I loved him solving that puzzle though. Just like instant, he's like, yeah, and people spent their people whole pass this down from like, decades to decades. Loop, he's like, and I've made you a penguin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, Bobby in the chat room says uh, he feels like Penguin has his own code, which can change on a whim, like how he treats Nigma or his fondness for Jim. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. I, and, and one last altruistic thing I think Oswald slash Penguin did okay. in this episode. I, I thought uh, his, his matchmaking uh, with Butch. Oh. Matchmaker Cobblepot. Matchmaker, matchmaker, yeah. make me a match. And I think this is the only – out of everything in my list, this is the only purely selfless act yes. that uh, Penguin performs in this episode. Yep. Uh, you know, he foregoes his revenge on Tabitha who killed his mom because Butch that still cares about, about a few her. Time. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's pretty altruistic, especially considering how quick he is to kill normally. Normally he's like, oh, I want a sandwich. That guy has a sandwich. Kill him. Take the sandwich. You remember that from season one when we thought he was going to eat his way to traditional penguin form? That was our crazy I still theory. love that. And the wearing of the clothes of the dead. <laughs> yeah, but I just thought it was interesting that as villainous as Oswald can be, this he did a lot of altruistic sort of things mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. So uh, very good. Very good. Very good I, did you have any thoughts on penguins' actions this episode? Um, Gotta love a penguin. Um, I do think it's really interesting that Butch obviously means so much to him that he's letting Tabby live. Yeah. Because that is a sign. I mean, that right there is a sign because Tabby killed his mother, who we've heard about many, 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 many times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he that was the most important person in his life. Yeah. And, you know, Butch has to be up there as like number three. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Tabby would be dead or Penguin would be dead because Tabby's a really good assassin. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. So, nice. Okay, well, we've talked bat, we've, we've talked no, cat. Yeah, we've talked bat. Or, no, no, we've no. Talk, bat, bat, fish, penguin, penguin, now. Meow. 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 So, Selena and Bruce and their strange relationship. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> so, I get why she's mad at Bruce, right? Like, we all get mm-hmm. it. He ran away for six months and, oh, he shows back up with the birds. Again, more animals. <laughs> um, but why is she even surprised? Like, this is not the first time that something's happened in Bruce's life that was, you know, traumatic and stuff's going on. And he runs away for six months. Yeah. Whether to Switzerland or, you know, to live on the streets with her. Like, he did that, too. That's just the exact same thing in the opposite direction. It's, you know, <laughs> Um so I just thought it was really weird because this happens every time. This has happened mm-hmm. both seasons that at least once that there was one of these moments where Alfred has decided he needs to leave for a little while and figure out what's going on. And Selena gets mad every time. Like, Well, I, I, I will say that this is kind of a common trope within the, the Bat-Cat relationship in the comics, too, once they're adults, is that, you know, they're really warm with each other, <laughs> and then they're really cool with each other. It's a cycle. Okay, okay. So, and this could be part of that. Um, is she mad that he didn't take her with him? Because I know mm-hmm. in the past she hasn't really shown, you know, that type of interest. She likes to live on the streets and all that. But they're getting older. They're getting a little bit – I mean this is before he lived on the streets with her and they really got to know each other. It made sense that no, she wasn't going to go live at the manor or anything. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, But now, you know, they've been through all that. They've had all these experiences. They've helped each other significantly in different ways. Maybe she thought he abandoned her. He ran away. I kind of got the impression that uh, he never said anything to her. No, no, he just disappeared. He just disappeared. And that, you know, she risks her life for him. Mm -hmm. That I'd be mad too in that respect. Like, she... She obviously thought about it, you know, going to Italy and eating pizza all day. (laughs) I love how she associates pizza with Italy, even though I I don't think it's it's technically not an Italian dish, I don't think. No, it's not. Um, So, you know, I thought it's weird. It's like, you know, while he's gone, she's thinking about him. It's pretty pretty obvious mm-hmm. um so let's see if he'd have taken her with him she probably wouldn't have got mixed up with fish again and you know if that would have happened then ivy wouldn't have had to run 
after her and then Marv wouldn't have gone after Ivy and then mm-hmm. Ivy wouldn't have fallen into the sewer because that's what happens to Batman villains. And we would have had a whole different season three. We'd have had a whole different It would have been called maybe Heroes Will Fall instead of Mad City. Oh, wait. Potentially. Oh, wait. They, they, that was they tried that. He tried that. <laughs> Actually, I, um, little note on that. I did read an interview with not John Stevens but another executive producer of Gotham. Uh-huh. Who They said that originally it was going to be Heroes Will Fall, but once they got a character coming up with a hat uh, in there. Mad? Mad. Hatter, uh, maybe? But uh, once they got him in there and realized how cool of a character he was, they wanted to bring the focus more on him. So oh. they kind of changed things up a little bit. Around, I guess, episode six or seven is oh. when that happens. Good to know that. Good to know that. Um, Bobby in the chat room says, didn't he say he tried to find her? I didn't hear that part. I think Kat will align herself with whoever she thinks is on the winning side. Well, yes. Yes. Definitely. I absolutely agree with that. And Kazuka Motion asks, will Kat align herself with Penguin? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. See, she usually chooses fish over Penguin. Mm-hmm. Fish is more powerful, I think. For, for, for now. Because she literally has powers. <laughs> she literally has magical powers. So I don't know. It's. I mean, she has in the past. She has she worked has, for Penguin it, a lot in the past. And, so. but, and she's also had a really good relationship with Barbara. She mm. She's that person in high school who got along with everybody and steals from everybody. <laughs> and she just – she takes where she can. But mm-hmm. I think the only person she's ever had a true like alliance with I think is Ivy. Yeah. And well, that's, that's not really going that way anymore. Probably not. Probably, probably not. not. They're probably going to have a generation gap here soon I'm assuming. A little you know, millennial <laughs> to non-millennial. Okay, Anne-Marie. Yeah. It's been months and months and months. <clears throat> Guess what time? Oh, wait. Hold on. I, do I have any here? Oh, 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 what oh. Do, you, do you have one? I do. Okay. So I you know what do. time it is. It's time to look, look at, at this Joker. Everybody look at this looking Joker. at Jokers. Look at Look at the Joker. 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 I feel like I'm in a Jay and Silent Bob movie all of a sudden. Noinch. Joinch. Joinch. Joker. Joker. Laugh. Laugh. Murder. Murder. Gas. Gas. Okay. Look at this Joker. This is the segment we where we always look at the hints, sometimes blatant appearances. Uh, references to the Joker on Gotham. We've been doing this since the pilot, season yes. one, episode one, where uh, the awkward comedian. And uh, then oh, we had a awkward comedian. Laszlo uh, Fish's winner that we, we thought might be well. the Joker. And on and on and on through so on many seasons now. Which, by the way, you can look at our entire archive of Jokers at legendsofgotham.com slash look dash at dash, dash this dash, dash Joker. Joker. Or just go to legendsofgotham.com and click There's on a button. look, look click at a this button. Joker right at the top. Yeah. And we keep going through all the stuff until this week's episode, Better to Rain in Hell. And this week's Joker <gasps> I like that you did is that. actually Stabby Babs. <laughs> yes! Barbara's laughing fit when confronted by Butch's plant at the Sirens Club was very obviously inspired by her former magician friend Jerome, as was the psychotic beating uh, she gave him right after. God, that was beautiful. She even cracked a joke uh, when Penguin came to fix things uh, you know, later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. One can only hope that if, when, Jerome comes back, we'll see our crazy couple reunite. <gasps> Reunited and it feels so good. But yeah, but they definitely did have a party in the club. <laughs> party in the club. Boop. Something about dubs. No, but uh, this is look at this joker. We didn't have a very solid joker this week, but return later for more improvised songs and more look, look at, at this, this joker. joker. We might need to make it a ballad one of these days. Look at this joker. Oh, we need okay. to. Yep. Okay, uh, before uh, we uh, get back into the main discussion, we <laughs> want to tell you a little bit about our Patreon, which we revised. Oh, uh, it doesn't have the new logo yet here for no, Universe Box, doesn't. but we revised, revised for the new year. Patreon.com slash Universe Box. This is where you can go and kind of support, support us. us. If you like what we do, if you want us to do more of it, if you want us to uh, help us pay the internet bill, the electric bill. Yes, please. All that kind of <laughs> stuff. Uh, as, we, as we're you know putting so many resources into these shows uh, that we do. I uh, You know, it, it, it would be nice if you could go just give, you know, Throw a, buck a couple a month. shekels over there. You can give us a buck a month. There are all sorts of rewards. For a buck a month, uh, you'll get a bunch of bonus stuff. Uh, five bucks or more. Five <gasps> bucks or ooh, more ooh, actually ooh. is the big one. Because the big one. Because for five dollars or more a month 
you become part of the five dollar star patrons club. Well, we will, we will read your name out in every episode. Did you and, update this? And, and, yeah, I did. Okay. And word on the street word. is that if you're a member of the five dollar star patrons club, you will be very attractive to the opposite sex. You, or the same sex. Or the same sex, depending. That you will be attractive to whatever sex you want to be attracted exactly, to. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We are friendly. <laughs> and the, the good thing is, is using that power won't kill you. Uh, we want to thank all of our members of the $5 Star Patrons Club today, including Becca Baca, Angel, Kelsey, Holly Mac 79 Monica Jones, Sage of Earth, a.k.a. Patty, Harry Seidler, Tim Peters, Robert Catlier, or Catler, and Hope Mullinax. You guys are the best. You guys are our favorites, except for the other people who aren't in the five-star. Did you ever know that you're my hero? That's all I got. We also have a lot of unlockables, too. Uh, You know, we can get new podcasts. Uh, We'll do a podcasting course, and you'll get it for free. Free! If we reach certain goals, like 100 bucks a month, 200 bucks a month, we're cu- we currently have 26 patrons giving us 118, which is actually $136, but Patreon's weird about it, dollars a month uh, to help do what we do. You guys are the merrymakers. You are the dreamers of dream, dream, dreams. dreams. The dreamers of dreams. <laughs> We thank you very much. And if the you dreamers wanna, of dreams in the club. If you want to be one of the special uh, few, go to patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to think, think outside. outside. Okay, before we get back to the main discussion, we have a voicemail from Rebecca, uh, who is also the host of uh, our fellow DC TV podcast, uh, podcaster, uh, Supergirl Radio, who, that I'm on this week, uh, teaching everybody about Metallo. Uh, but Rebecca Johnson, go ahead and take it away. What's Please. up, Legends of Gotham? What's up? And I wanted to send in a thought I had about the season three premiere episode. One thing that really stuck out to me watching Better to Rain in Hell was Nygma mentioning the Gordian Knot. And this is the second live action Batman Mm -hmm. story to mention the Gordian Knot this year. The first, of course, being back in March when Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice was released. In that movie, though, the Gordian Knot was a story told to Diana Prince. And I'm ashamed to admit that I didn't really make the connection to why that might be important until watching this week's episode of Gotham. (laughs) Nygma talks about how the Gordian Knot was cut, and it finally hit me that the reason that that is associated with Diana in Batman v Superman is because she, as Wonder Woman, cuts off Doomsday's arm and that plays Mm. heavily into the climax of the movie. So Gotham taught me something that made me connect something back to Batman v Superman. So I thought that was pretty cool. Anyway, I've missed (laughs) this bonkers crazy show and I cannot wait to hear your thoughts about it. Thank you very much, Rebecca. And I'm shocked that something reminded you of Batman v Superman. I mean, you don't have the script memorized. It's a really good film though. Very true. Uh, I, I mean... Go back. We did a thing. There are opinions, but... We don't have those opinions. Let's not go to the opinions. Okay, uh, so uh, the next thing I want to talk about is okay. the title of this episode, uh, Better Terrain in Hell. Sometimes it's better to get a – these titles are so obscure but sometimes. so poetic sounding. And sometimes they're very on the nose. But, uh, it, you know, I, I, sometimes it's good just to give a little context for it. Okay. Okay, so the, the title is from Paradise Lost. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a, it's a, it's a friendly little story about uh, God and Satan – battling each other, and Satan's sort of the protagonist. Okay. Uh, But uh, here's the full quote. Here we may reign secure, and in my choice to reign is worth ambition, though in hell. Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. And this line is Satan's. uh, It's upon his... You know how in the old biblical story, Satan's an angel, and he tries to perform a mutiny in heaven, and God cast him down into hell? Okay. That's that's Satan's origin story. And this is... uh, For those of you who needed a religious lesson. This is what he says right when he wakes up uh, in hell. Uh, Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. So the basic gist is that it's easier to be bad and have power than be good and have none. Answer to Barnes. What's that? An answer to Barnes. An answer to Barnes. And yet he still gets yelled at by Barnes. But uh, Gordon, uh, Jim Gordon, uh, finds himself in a similar situation in this episode. He's rejected the angels, uh, if you can call them that, of the GCPD and is taking the law into his own hands. Uh, At least as a bounty hunter, he has autonomy. 
Uh, he can make his own choices. He has power. I, the whole GCPD slash Leslie experience robbed him of the idealism that made him think, no, it's better to serve in heaven than reign in hell. Yeah. Now he's fine with being a vigilante because at least he has control over his life his and his destiny. city. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, it's so funny considering how anti-vigilante he was. He becomes more and more a vigilante as mm-hmm. the series goes on. I, I, I mean, we saw his fall last season. It, that was the entire season arc for him was – Jim Gordon's fall. And so I predict this season is going to be about his rise. Maybe it's that folk hero I mentioned in my crazy theory earlier. Uh, You know, this will be him sort of rising up and becoming the hero Gotham deserves and needs and whatever that line from the Dark Knight is. Uh, You know, this season will be him learning that maybe ruling in hell isn't such a great option. Maybe he'll he'll find reasons to kind of find a happy medium between heaven and hell. You know, Mm. okay, Earth. You could call it. Earth, one might say. <laughs> but yeah, just a little FY information. Okay, uh, so you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Yanni Bruce, right? All right, Yanni Bruce. We, we, if you haven't if you been don't listening know, over the summer, yeah. we've been calling uh, the clone Bruce. Long-haired or David is Yanni, Yanni Bruce. Bruce. He, everything but the mustache. Everything but the mustache. That, mm-hmm. That's reserved for Gordon. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> So Yanni is not in with Fish. It's a little confusing because she was very confident that she had all of the monsters. Mm-hmm. So this leads me to believe that either he, A, got away before she realized he was one of them, one of us, or <laughs> maybe he's not a monster. Very maybe true. he was too normal. Though she'd have recognized Maybe he was that being he held there for other reasons. Other reasons, such as long lost twin brother of Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, whatever. Who doesn't reason. know about Bruce Wayne? Obviously. Who? Is Bruce Wayne? <laughs> I was like, oh, buddy, don't yell that on the rooftop. I, I, I will say, in reference to Yanni Bruce, as much as I love David as Bruce Wayne, as Yanni Bruce, his he, performance wasn't quite as stellar in this episode. It's probably something he's going to have to grow into a little bit. Right. He's, been, he's had a couple seasons to get used to playing Bruce. Right. So. Absolutely. Um, okay, so either way, now he has the name Bruce Wayne to look into. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen? Is he suddenly going to become in with the Court of Owls? Is he going to be the one to discover that Alfred is knocked the heck out? In again? Wayne, again? Might as well, not, don't call him a butler, call him a beatler for as much as he gets beaten up. <laughs> He's beat down. Um... You know, is Selena going to find him and chew him out thinking he's real Bruce? There are so many ways that this could play out, and I have no idea what's going to happen. However, I vote for somehow he gets in with the Court of Owls. I have a fear, theory oh, on what's going to happen. You have a fear? I have a theory, a theory. about what's okay, going to happen. Okay, what's your theory? And th- this is my next point. I, 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 the Prince and the Yanni. The, the Yanni Bruce. I, oh, I is feel, this like the Prince of the Popper? Yeah, I feel yes! like Yanni Bruce, whoever he is, is going to go through a whole Prince and the Popper scenario and replace Bruce Wayne while he's being trained by the Court of Owls. Because right now the Court of Owls has him. Uh, we've seen in the preview for next week's episode that he's going to have a conversation with Owl Lady. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have a feeling that Bruce might join the court. Like he's fighting him right now at the beginning of the uh-huh. season. He's coming at them. I have a feeling they're going to convince him to come over to their side. And this is where he's going to start getting his bat training that we've been waiting to see. I mean, we've got boxing lessons with Alfred. But, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne traditionally trains with a lot of master fighters and stuff. Who better to train a Batman than a Talon who is pretty badass in his own way? (sighs) Definitely. So I, I, I feel like Yanni Bruce is going to step in for Bruce Wayne while Bruce Wayne is off becoming more Batman like. Related okay. slightly. Um, so, you know, we're talking about how Yanni Bruce is not so awesome as David's mm-hmm. regular Bruce. Yeah. Did anybody else get the feeling that Gordon still had a little bit of Clay Gordon going on in this episode? Oh, like as far as his demeanor? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was a little cockier than normal, but I, I, I assume that was because of the drink. It might have been. Well, right. It might have been because mm-hmm. of the drink, but he <laughs> felt a little. A little bit, maybe. That would be me wiggling my face for uh, those of you Alcoholics who in- have that problem, too. Like, um, Smash potato face. Although, something else fun that Ben McKenzie said in his AMA yeah. uh, yesterday on Reddit. I really should have read that. Was that when he was playing uh, the Clayface Gordon, uh-huh. he pictured him as a two-dimensional cardboard cutout of Jim Gordon. Like, that's what he was playing. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. 
But uh, okay, back to my Yanni Bruce thing. Okay, sorry. I just uh, oh, cool. I, it was well, one of those distracted. things. It happens. It's what we do. Okay, so I'm I'm wondering, you know, if Yanni Bruce steps in for actual Bruce, mm-hmm. uh, will uh, John Tesh Bruce maybe? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> will Selena help him with the ruse? I I think she will. I uh, he's already watching her from afar, mm-hmm. and since she isn't too fond of the real Bruce right now, I can totally see a situation where she joins forces with Yanni Bruce to. You know, bring this ruse to fruition, even if only to make the actual Bruce jealous or upset that he, you know, upset As, her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to, to Just to get back at him a little bit. But I, I could totally see, you know, Selena and Yanni Bruce teaming up. Uh-huh. So, like, that would be interesting. It's either going to go that way where they they team up and Selena's in on it, mm-hmm. or Yanni Bruce is going to convince uh, Selena that he's actual Bruce. But I don't see that happening. I don't think he could unless he has help from Alfred or something. Which right? And which it, why would Alfred help if that's the only way to get Master Bree back? Mm-hmm. So, um, cause of commotion points out that Jim does have the side mouth speech thing going. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a little character bleed or something. Maybe, maybe that's mm-hmm. how, um, Ben McKenzie plays drunk, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is by cardboard cutout Jim Gordon. <laughs> that's, that's what he's like as a drunk. So we all know now. Very good. Um, so there's that. Okay. So you want to, okay. So we've talked, we've talked about cats, cats, cats penguins, yannies, yannies. You want to talk a little bit about tabbies. <gasps> tabbies. tabbies and babbies. Tabbies and stabbies. Tabbies and stabby babbies. Tabbies and stabby babbies. <gasps> Hearts. I'm sorry. I love these girls. Party make- in the club. Potty into quub. Boop. Um, <laughs> I need that as like a ringtone or something. Um, I just love that if they If only are- we were recording this. <laughs> um, I love that they're running a club out of her penthouse apartment. And mm. I don't care what you say. There is no denying that that is her apartment. That's totally the same. I'm sorry, Gotham set designer guys. Like, And the warehouse where Fish and her monsters were was the same warehouse that she – That we've done everything in. Yeah. The, the, the warehouse that's fine i can deal with a default warehouse mm-hmm. but we use this set as galavan's house too with like a twist yeah and now it's like we twisted it back and threw a bar in the middle well it is a pretty elaborate set so you can make, it, is a it pretty, makes a lot of sense right i'm just saying yeah they're not trying to hide that mm-hmm. it's barbara's Although, you know, because pe- the door people who just watch the show casually probably don't even pick up on them. they have no idea. Us, however, we're, we're like, what's up? That's the condo. <laughs> um, so I thought that was kind of fun. But OK, I, I maybe I missed something that happens because it's me. So why does Penguin offer to protect them? Is this for Bruce, not Bruce, Butch and his love of Tabby? That That's my impression. OK, was, was that it so was... he's offering to protect them mm-hmm. when that's why. OK. Plus, you remember at the, in the season finale, when we last left them, they were all kind of. When we last left them. They were all kind of in on it together with uh, Penguin's, Penguin's stepmom's head on the pike on the table, you know. Yes. Yes, I do now. So okay. something – Obviously there, something happened in the past yeah. six months. Tabby broke up with Butch. <laughs> and got with Stabby Babs again. 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 Okay. You know, it happens. Cost so, of emotion, by the way, loves poop. I love poop. <laughs> um, let's see. So they – let's see. Wait. They both know that these two can hold their own and – I actually slightly kind of think that the offer to protect the girls mm-hmm. is to protect them from the girls. I could see that. Because Tabby is a very, very good assassin. Mm-hmm. She and has Babs shot Penguin. She has shot Penguin. She mm-hmm. has killed Penguin's mom. Um, you know, her and Babs are the ones who attach d- different things to Butch's arm. Yeah. Like, Stabby Babs has just gone completely off the deep end mm-hmm. crazy. So I think it's to save them from the crazy girls. So so he's trying to protect them to endear yeah, himself to, to them. Right. And he should already know by the fact that they're calling him Ozzy that it's <laughs> not going to work. Yeah. So there's that. Very true. Okay, I think that's all I got for that. Trivia. Trivia. Uh, Trivia. Ozzy Osbourne bit a head off about once. Bringing it back around. Okay, what else is coming back around is one of my crazy theories that I think is starting to bear fruit. Okay, and I don't know if I mentioned this towards the end of last season, but I know I mentioned it in our live uh, episode from Tampa Bay Comic Con. Go check out episode Check it out. And that's uh, in. This is confirmed and has been confirmed for months now that Solomon Grundy is going to appear on the show 
And I think I know who he is. Uh, okay, so I've been floating the theory around for a couple months that Captain Barnes uh, is going to become Gotham's Solomon Grundy. Mm-hmm. I, I based it on Michael Chiklis saying in an interview that something that happens to Barnes this season is the reason he took the role back in season two. Uh, so, you know, after he dresses down uh, Jim and Harvey in his office, he starts coughing and he has these really shaky, shaky. hands. Uh, so the adjusted theory... Um, uh, based on that information, I think he's going to die. Something happened with his stabbing or he has some sort of disease or something. Mm-hmm. And he's going to die early on this season. And then he's going to come back, a monster, come back is Solomon Grundy, the huge Hulk-like zombie guy from DC Comics. I, I, I'd assume Fish is going to end up freeing Hugo Strange uh, somewhere along the way. Absolutely. And he's going to do the tweakings to Barnes to turn him into Gotham's favorite zombie. Right. Um, and maybe it'll even all happen on Grundy Street, which got name-checked back in season one. Mm-hmm. So, so that's my adjusted theory. And okay. I, I think it's going to bear fruit. I love it when my crazy theories... <laughs> My crazy theories bear fruit, and uh, let's hope it happens again. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Okay, so uh, last but not least, you have you have a couple points here, right? I just have a little thing. So as always, it's you know a game in Gotham. Everybody's playing a game. They're playing their own game, uh-huh. and this is the game of who's using who. And the real question is, who is the best at using Gotham against itself? Because we have, <laughs> excuse me, we have Fish using Valerie Vale, who we didn't talk about, but she was amazing, to mm-hmm. find Peabody. Penguin's using Babs and Tabs to find Fish. Jim's using Valerie Vale to find Fish. Valerie Vale thinks she's using Jim to find a story. <laughs> Bruce is using the board to find the court. Butch is using three dudes to try and win back Tabby. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's going, I'm going to use this, and I'm going to use this. And, you know, Fish sends... Uh, cat to talk to the Valerie who's going to the gym and going to the like mm-hmm. guys got guys I need like a diagram to figure out <laughs> who's doing this and I love it yeah that's really I just wanted to point out like how many people were using each other and still I don't know who's winning and who's losing that's Gotham. I don't, that's Gotham. That is Gotham. That's the Gotham. Or as uh, one of the hashtag maniacs said last season, <laughs> Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Well, I think that about does it for our main discussion here. Okay, Anne-Marie. Uh, let's see here. Did you put mm. it in here even? I didn't put it in here yet. What the what? Okay. Out of 17 Peabody's, how <laughs> many Peabody's do you give this episode? 14. And that's uh, P, P space, space bodies. bodies. Okay, so how many did you get? 14. 14, why? 14 P bodies. Uh, you know, always the land of there's room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good times. Um, you know, I, I laughed. I didn't cry. I got a little sad. I cried a little bit. You know, I internalized. Wait, when, uh, Lee, when Lee was making out with that dude? <gasps> Lee! Lee, how Lee! could you do that to well, Jim? Well, Jim was Even in jail. after he pushed you away and... and- you lost was his baby. slightly emotionally abusive toward you. How could you do that? How could you do that, girl? How could you do that? <laughs> um, no, I say 14. I, I liked it. It was good. I can't wait to see where we go. Like, I know that we're going to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. So there has to be somewhere to go. Yeah. So. Definitely. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Bobby in the chat room gives it a rare uh, 17 That is P-bodies. rare from Bobby. And you know what? I'm going to give it 17 Peabody's, too. What? Definitely. I, it, You're giving it a 17 Peabody? It kept my attention the entire time. Well, that's good. I, I, I was wrapped with attention. I, I, I love the, the setups, the direction. The only minor complaint I had, and I, I voiced it already, was that I thought David wasn't quite as good as Yanni Bruce as he is as regular Bruce, but I'm sure he'll grow into it. Right. Uh, so, you know, 17 Peabody's for me. As for Marshall, uh, Marshall in the chat room gives it 15, 15 Peabody's. And uh, you can feel free to go ahead and uh, check in. Uh, yeah, with, with we want to know what you got. As we're going on here. But we, now it's time for the news. News. First up, the ratings. Gotham rose one-tenth to 1.3 off from last season's 1.6 for its premiere, but even with its finale. So didn't lose any we didn't lose any it, it's exactly what it's a starting right where it ended mm-hmm. so let's see if we can just bloop, go up yeah it can only go up from here and i mean it has good <laughs> word of math mouth uh, i have a feeling some people might have been waiting for it to come on netflix to get caught up and uh, it just came I, out on netflix yesterday so yes 
yes, I have confirmed. Ooh, cause of commotion, also giving it a 15p bodies. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Okay, but you know, there is an episode next week, so why don't we there go is. ahead and check out the preview for it. Hopefully this works. It did work. It did work. Yay! Perfect. Okay, and this episode is called Burn the, the Witch. Witch. Okay, so let's see here. We have uh, Gotham. Gotham. Uh, Bruce the owls. with the Owl Lady and the Talon standing right behind I'm him. telling you that Owl Lady just wears the mask all the yeah, time. Yeah, and obviously it's someone Bruce knows because when she takes it off, he's kind of shocked. And, uh, you know, Fish. Who could it, who could it be? Who I, I don't know who. I, I thought I spotted her in the, uh, in the boardroom. In the next to the guy who yeah. wouldn't shut up. And Fish and Hugo Strange meet up for cocktails. That I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, and it looks like Penguin also has a gun on Fish Mooney, which we saw in a preview clip uh, back over the summer. They released just like – these are the our first days on the set of Gotham. Yeah. And they just had like little camera phone uh, pictures Videos. on set. And one yeah. of them was – Oswald yeah. holding a, a gun on Fish Mooney. Uh, Penfold <laughs> over in the chat room gives it uh, 16. 16, splitting the difference and giving it 16 P bodies. Okay, uh, let's see here. So uh, next up, let's see here. You want to talk, talk about the story, Anne Marie? Sure. Okay. Um, you've you heard us name check him a couple of times. Cause a commotion. Uh, who, who we met at Tampa Bay Comic Con. That was literally my next sentence. Who we met <laughs> at Comic Con in Tampa Bay. Um, they were recently at, oh, what was it? Fan Fest, mm-hmm. I believe, in Orlando. And they met slash scared the crap out of Robin Lord Taylor because they cosplay as the Penguin and Fish Mooney. Yeah, and uh, they're amazing. We I'm can, not we even can go ahead and play a little bit of this video and you can watch the whole full video over on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Legends of Gotham. Yep. <laughs> oh, a little loud. Sorry. Scroll ahead. Like go halfway. Ahead. Halfway? Yeah. Okay, so let's see here. Yeah, she have, gets a little impatient We have with the fish him. cosplayer. I forget her actual name. Ah, uh, it's on here, the- And uh, <laughs> Robin Lord Taylor, <laughs> like, freaks out and runs back through the curtains. No, but Goosebumps. really great yeah. wig and everything. Amazing. And, and very intimidating, too. When she came... When she came to our panel in Tampa Bay, she, her and uh, the Penguin sat right in the front row the entire time. I was really freaked out. It was kind of <laughs> the whole terrifying time. yet amazing all at the same it time. It was ter- terrifying amazing. For sure. It's terrifying. amazing. And uh, by, by the way, we'll have links to all of these stories in our show oh, notes always, at uh, legendsofgotham.com. And next up, Cameron uh, Monaghan. Uh, Mon- who- Mo- Monaghan, yeah. I think, Monaghan? yeah. Who played okay. uh, Jerome last season. You may be familiar with him. Yeah, I don't know. Just a couple days ago, I Instagrammed out this really interesting audio clip. We're going to play it right now. I, I don't and know what it could be. Honest, Instagram isn't usually for audio clips. Yeah, and it's just go. an audio clip with a white background. Hello. Hello. Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Okay, Gotham. it just keeps looping. It's looping. It's Instagram. <laughs> okay, we don't we don't have to loop we it. We don't have looping. to. But yeah, yeah, makes a very uh, I don't know. There is literally no reason for him to do it until, unless he's back. Yeah, and he's been kind of hinting around that he didn't see Suicide Squad because he didn't want to, it to influence, influence anything. Him. And he's been talking about going off in different directions creatively with roles that kind of imply Jerome. So, yeah. I'm so excited. And plus, we heard Jerome laugh at the end of last season. Yes, we did. So, I mean, and we saw him in a back. house coat. And this is a little bit of news that dropped over the summer that you might not have heard of. Drop it. They're doing a Gotham novel. Uh, it's by Jason Starr. It's called Do- Gotham Dawn of Darkness. The description is uh, – let's see here. Uh, it, well, that looks like just a description of the, the show, show itself. <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't have a description here. But I, I remember reading a little blurb on this, uh-huh. and it sounds like basically a novelization – of the first episode oh, uh, of the okay. pilot uh, with maybe a little bit more backstory and stuff like that. But it's coming out, uh, looks like – actually, they, mo- they moved up the date <laughs> to January 31st, 2017. But hopefully we can get a hold of Jason Starr and maybe have him on have a him little on. bit that closer too. Uh, definitely. I, I am, you know, if you like books and you like Gotham. I like books. There's a Gotham like book Gotham. coming out. Okay. Uh, last but not least, uh, the, the last thing we normally do is we love hearing from you guys you. Uh, about what you thought of, about Gotham. As always, you can, when you get done watching the episode next week, next week, what I really need you to do is do something that kind of harms yourself, but no, kind of addicting. And no. You, no, I'm just saying, like, use your power. 
destroy your cells, then right before you die, email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. We need a disclaimer uh, on this show. The Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. Or, sorry, facebook.com slash groups slash Legends of Gotham. We transitioned over to a group. So uh, you actually see what we post. <laughs> Definitely. And the the uh, voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And first up, as usual, we have Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Hey, guys. It's Bobby. All right. Hi. So... <laughs> There was a lot going on in this episode. I mean, there was, mm-hmm. prob- there was probably like a dozen or more characters that they touched upon as far as like where they are, where they were, where they're going. And they were able to do so without making it feel like bogged down by all the exposition. Mm-hmm. The hour just flowed very nicely, very smoothly. And I thought it was an excellent job for a season opener. Um, you know, just setting the pieces for what's to come. Uh, Lee, we knew, you know, that Jim was going to go try to find Lee. And I mm-hmm. thought that Lee was going to uh, like maybe pick up a baby or Jim would see a bassinet <laughs> in the corner or something. Uh, because I do subscribe to the theory that Lee probably had the baby and just told Jim she was having an abortion. Um, the <clears throat> or miscarried, not, I that's, think. That's not to say that it's not that's not the case because who knows? Maybe the baby was in the nursery or something. Um, and then the next scene where, like, like I said, we know Jim Gordon the bounty hunter, and like here's, here's him taking down a monster. At first, I thought, whoa, is that Killer Croc? Because it does have some of those features, but Definitely. then no, we saw Killer Croc at the end of the last season. I'm pretty sure, or what we think is Killer Croc. So what is this? Is this like Stegosaurus guy? I've never seen this guy before. <laughs> like but, Stegosaurus, and guy. we never will because he <laughs> they're picking up the pieces off of Seventh Avenue. I believe I, I read some internet comments that I I'm not familiar with the story, but there was a storyline called I think Monsters of Gotham or something okay. a couple years back, and they, there were a few characters who looked very much like that guy right at the beginning. Uh, okay. So maybe he was a little reference. He to was that. a little throwback. Yeah. Um, police. The, the the scene in the police precinct was great. Uh, I love the interaction <laughs> between Barnes and Gordon and, and Bullock. Of you know any interaction with Bullock is good. Um, mm-hmm. um, Oswald bursting in. Like now now I'm just sitting here going through every moment. You know that's crazy. <laughs> uh, I didn't think Lucius Fox was going to be the Emmy. I really didn't see that coming. Um, I don't good think to he's see the Barnes Emmy. Is, I think he's just like he's, he's, he's the Ed. He's the new Ed. He's the new Ed, and Ed wasn't the Emmy with good reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so. he's definitely the new Ed. I think okay, he's and you know, nursing his wounds, but still back on the back on the job. Um, you know, we see we see Oswald and Nigma. You know, or Oswald go visit Nigma in Arkham, which is one of again one of my favorite scenes of the episode. Love that scene. You know, and how long were they waiting for that penguins eat fish line? I mean, come on, um, <laughs> two and, and a half years. <laughs> Valerie Vale, I think that is this uh, Vicky's aunt. You know, that, that's the only the only character I think we didn't meet was Vicky. I mean, anyway, yeah. now I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> um, what's going on with the monsters? The monsters. Have like superpowers? Like I okay, yeah, I guess because fish did you know have that touch power last season, so I guess that's a, a superpower. But like I really didn't see it coming to where it was going to be like there was a character I saw phasing in and out and stuff, and like mm-hmm. a man bat. What? I really didn't. I mean, yeah, we've yeah, heard we're going to see Killer Croc. We saw the Stego oh. guy at the beginning. I really <laughs> didn't think they were going to throw a man bat at us this early. Yeah, I just wonder if it's. Related to uh, the actual man bat character, or if he's just a guy that happens to, to be, be a man batty. Um, <laughs> this is the first season, first episode of them only, and I'm talking like this. I'm just going frantic. <laughs> uh, this was just a great episode, guys. Um, Bruce and Alfred, Bruce and Alfred were great. Why wasn't Yanni Bruce like with the other monsters? Because like all the other monsters are okay. Uh, all the other escapees were with fish, whether she, they were under her control or not is, is up in the air, but they were with her and Yanni Bruce was to begin with. So what happened? Did he have a falling out? Did he take off? Cause he didn't agree with what they were doing. Uh, anyway, uh, that's just kind of came to my head. Uh, <sighs> okay, guys, I'm just going to quit there. I'm, I'm sure there's quite a bit that I haven't touched on, but uh, I got to send this voicemail in and I'm sure it's getting long with anyway. So, Arbitrary scale, I'm going to go with 47 uh, pieces of Stego Guy. Uh, nice. Okay. nice. 47 pieces of Stego Guy, I'm going to give it 45. Um, no, f- screw that. I'm going to give it 47. <laughs> I mean, obviously, just by the sound of how I'm talking. It, it, great episode, guys. Great oh, episode. Awesome. Can't sure wait to hear what you guys thought and can't wait to see what happens next week. Thank you very much, Bobby. Very you, glowing Bobby. review from Bobby Hawk. I know. We don't always get a glowing review Definitely. from Bobby Hawk. Also, uh, over on Twitter just now, uh, Doug Green tweeted us, 
Pancakes. Pancakes. <gasps> no context, just pancakes. You maybe, don't need context. Uh, Do yeah. you not remember pancakes? Oh, I remember pancakes. I, I was just thinking maybe uh, he was intending it to be like the arbitrary scale or something. Or maybe he's watching. just hungry and wants to let us know he's having pancakes. Get us some pancakes. I love Legends pancakes. Legends of Gotham. Thanks, Doug Green. Okay, uh, next up we have a voicemail from the host of The Flash Podcast, another DC TV podcast, Brother in Arms. We all, we're all friends. It's a thing. Andy. Take it away, Andy. Woo. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. Hey. Hi. Podcast is leaving in and calling an early voicemail as I've, I've seen the premiere already. Uh, I just wanted to share that um, that this was a very solid premiere, that uh, it, it, it's a good introduction to, you know, the new the new world that Gotham is kind of living in now, uh, which, you know, has always been, you know, which is the second time that Gotham has done, has done this, that, that they come back with a new year and they, it feels refreshing in many ways. Um uh, I'm 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 digging Gordon the Bounty Hunter. I'm I'm digging these dark shades of his uh, and all that and uh, and all these monsters. Yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued with what they're going to be doing with uh, with uh, with Mad City. If uh, if I I understand that's the, the subtitle of the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's some, I really dig the the Bruce stuff that is hap- that goes that goes on. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm just digging this. I, I really enjoyed to see the premiere, and I, I can't wait to hear what you guys are gonna uh, say about it. And I'm looking forward to, you know, tuning in uh, every, every week for uh, all, all the ladies on the Dizzle Gotham. So, hey uh, guys, keep up the good, the good, the good job, and uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you very much, Andy. <laughs> Sorry, hit pause just a fraction of a second too really. soon. Okay, and our last voicemail is from Mike Pasqua. Take it away, Mike. Wow, what a what an opening episode for uh, uh, for season three. Okay? It's just so much, and and it's incredible what they're doing. You know, first off, Lee's got another man. Second off, he's because he found out she had another man. He's almost dr- trying to drink his sorrows away. Mm-hmm. Is Jim Gordon number three? I like what they're doing with uh, Catwoman. I mean, with Cat. She is a woman that's learning her skills on how to play both sides against the middle. Mm-hmm. All right. Fourthly, the uh, the I see what they're doing with uh, with uh, Stabby Babs is back. Fifthly, mm-hmm. um, you know, you look at you look at the uh, you look at how they're gonna what they're doing with these guys. First off. Fish, uh, fish is getting sick from using her powers and she needs meds. Number six is the fact that they, the way they're gonna age her, uh, uh, Ivy up is that I like, I like it. I like what they're doing with that because you've got, she didn't get the full extent of her, of the guy's touch. All right. Mm-hmm. And so what's gonna happen is she's gonna age up, but she's gonna not die. Because that guy, if that guy had given her the full, you know, abilities of his abilities, she dies, and we lose poison ivy or possible poison ivy. Uh, the nurse gets killed. Number three, you know, and finally, and finally, you know, just in a side note for the final note of my call here, uh, is that we have. Carmen B. Condova, Ben Condova is going to be around a long time. She's aging nicely into her body, and she's going to be around a long time. And oh, and another, one final side note is that you look at, at the end of this, this episode when he's being carried away. You look at it, you look at uh, David Mazuz's limbs. He's going to be he's going to be over six feet tall by the time the show's over with. It's pretty lanky. He's, he's a big guy. This is, uh, has been the call from Mike Pasqua. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike Pasqua. Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, definitely appreciate it. If Absolutely. You, if you want to let us know what you think about Wait, next we week's... Have a, we have a Facebook Oh, do comment. we? Okay. Yeah. Uh, this from is from Karen. Karen. It says, uh, so good to have Gotham back. It's been way too long. I was so sad about Peabody. She was so freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And what an awful way to go. I had a theory that she was really the one in charge of Indian Hill and that Strange was actually one of the inmates that was brainwashed into thinking he was in charge, but was actually Peabody's puppet. I, I would love have loved that. that. Yeah. That would have been great. Is it me or did Barnes have kind of an om- ominous sounding cough? Not just you. I thought I caught no, it, it too. It didn't sound so good. 
I, I don't think much of Valerie Vale. Uh, something about the whole ambitious reporter thing kind of grates on me. But I'd say Jim needs to get some, so go for it. Just keep your hands off Harvey and Alfred uh, because, you know, they're mine. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, Karen. Uh, I'm going. We're going to have to agree to disagree on Valerie Vale, because, but I have a soft spot for M- that. Actress. Mrs. Karen Bullock hyphen Pennyworth uh, <laughs> coming soon to a Gotham near you. Okay, if you wanted to let us know what you think about yes. next week's episode, burn the witch, burn the witch. When you're done watching it, go find a quiet bar somewhere. I know they're hard to find. Very go find hard. one. Mm-hmm. Email us legendsofgotham at gmail dot com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Facebook is Facebook.com slash Legends slash groups slash Legends of mm-hmm. Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Now, I, I do want to say this week, if you're watching live especially, live. but just in general, we're rebooting our podcast, our Universe, Universe Box. Box. Uh, we're, we've reformatted it as more of a news show where we cover books, movies, television, music. Pop culture entertainment news. Yeah, yeah, basically. But we're going to be going live with that 10 p.m. EST Tuesdays and Thursday nights. Uh, at live.universebox.com. We'd love for you to join us. It's a short show. We'd love for you to donut. <laughs> uh, it, it's about half an hour. So if you're watching live, uh, just stick around. Stick around. Refresh the page right around 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you, you, you're not, just go to universebox.com and there should be a link by this weekend at the very latest mm-hmm. for you to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, or you can just go to live.un or sorry, youtube.universebox.com and subscribe to us on YouTube where you can, you know, just get it in your feed on YouTube. Okay, so uh Anne Marie, uh welcome back to Gotham. Welcome back. It's good to be back. It is so good to be back. Great to be back. Okay, uh where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone and check out my blog, crunchycrafty.com. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And uh, you can follow your heart's desires anytime. I give you permission. Wow. Finally, you have permission to follow your heart's desires. You know, I was concerned about that. I, I think everybody was really. They were like, when will Bill like, give I me permission to follow my heart's, to follow desire. my heart's desires? Well, I just did. Yay. So join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Oh, it's been so long. It's been so long since the outro music. I love the outro music. What are we going to say in the gaps? I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> They're coming up, though. <laughs> don't hurt me. Penguin. It's pancake. Sh- Penguin pancake. Somehow, and I don't know how, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to start on time. Okay. Oh, you know what I wanted to do?